Call from mom. Answer it. Call silence. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Go to ymhvirtual.com right now and get tickets to the third YMH Live. Crazy guests and crazier content. Hey guys, uh, we're doing something a little different today. There are people that I've wanted to have long form conversations with, you know, just one-on-one, but it doesn't really feel like it's uh, best for the Your Mom's House podcast format. And that's what we're gonna be trying to do. So it'll be sometimes, you know, maybe a sports person, a, a business personality, somebody in the arts who you just go, I'd rather just be a conversation than do the, uh, the Your Mom's House, you know, clip kind of show. So I'm really hoping you guys enjoy it. Um, I'm really excited to bring today's guest to you. I had a great time talking to him. He's a 17-year NFL vet and, of course, a Hall of Famer. Really interesting guy. Uh, so here's my conversation with Tony Gonzalez. This is big time! Who is Randy? Don't bring anyone mother into this. Your mom in the fucking shit! All right. Thank you very much for joining us. Says here you used to play football. What was that like? It was a lot of fun. Thanks. No, I'm just, that would be, have you done interviews like that? Where um, like sometimes for, for me, they'll go, the best is when they go, hey, uh, you know, I'm on the road. And they're like, man, you're going to be in, you know, Chicago. There's this, there's this radio station. They really want to have you on. And you're like, well, you know, we're coming in from Detroit. And they're like, they're big fans. And then you're like, okay. And then you show up and they're like, so um, how do you get on Netflix? And you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, that's your question? How do you get on Netflix? <laughs> like, have you had somebody be like, the NFL, that must be hard. Yeah. And you're like, ah, oh, shit. Yeah. Like, I, all right. He's good. For a comedian, yeah. it's got to suck. Just you come in there and they're like, the hey, uh, be funny. It's the worst. Do, do Though, that's when you know. I, see, I have a personality that doesn't work with that. Uh, so, like when when they're like, "You're ready to be funny," I shut down, and uh, then I'll tank it on purpose. Like, really? I'll, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't want to be a part of anything you do. So, like, uh, I've I've done radio shows where like you're like they go, you arrive, you can like the best ones are when they're engaged. Mm -hmm. Like they they're actually asking you know questions that make sense yeah. and like shows that they're interested in like a good interview right and yeah. then the ones that are the worst will you'll show up and the guy's like you know reading something then he's like hey and you're like okay and then he's like uh all right we're coming back and th what do you mean to ask you and you're like whatever you want to know uh -huh. what do you mean what i want you to they're like well i'll set you up and you know, i'll be like nope and then you see them panic because they're like hey man are you gonna give me something yeah. to say because i'm lazy and i i don't know what to ask you and i'll be like no yeah. Just go ahead, man. <laughs> and then the, the the thing starts and they're like, uh, it says you were born in Cincinnati. And you're like, yeah. And Just, they're like, it's like, is that the question that I was, where was I born? <laughs> sure, man, we could do this. Uh, I mean, I just, I don't know. It, for, for a radio guy to just be like, be funny, to yeah. me, it sets me in. Uh, what's the worst like the question to get from like in sports? Like when you're doing interviews? Um, what would you roll your eyes at the most? 
I don't know. I, I think it's, it's just because the quite I think it's different though. I don't know if it's the same it's, it's being a comedian. But there's you're like, coming in, they're like, you got to be funny. Yeah, you they be, do. They, they definitely just want to know that. about like, oh, what do you think about this game? Yeah, yeah. that's usually it. What do you think? What do you think yeah. the chances are for such and such to go yes. all the way this year? And you're like, okay, well, and then, but I don't know. That's that's easy. I don't have to be funny. That's, yeah, that's true. I mean, there's so many like, as somebody I've like just you know loved football my whole life, and you see things that are, you know, like things that I kind of go, of course now, when you hear the coverage is, is uh, hey, there's a game coming up. <laughs> what are the keys to the game? And they're like, can't turn the ball over. And yeah. Like, that is, that wow. is insightful, man. Uh, <laughs> that, that's what we do in our business now. Yeah. That's since I made that transition, obviously going to, to now in front of the camera and people yeah. want to know. I, I figured it out. It took me a while to figure it out that people don't, Anybody can sit up there and talk. You could do that. Yeah. You could read the scouting report sure. and go, well, they run cover two and they blitz yeah. 50% of the time. Yeah. And just, she's like, it's, it's no, it's, uh, it's what Terry Bradshaw and Howie and Michael working with those guys now. I've seen that it, it's, it's entertainment. Terry always says that. Like, it's, we're in the entertainment. We're, entertainment. we're, yeah. not, we're not just telling, okay, cover two splits. It's, that's true. We got to have a good time. So. Yeah, that's true. So yeah. it's like what you end up getting invested in as the viewer is the chemistry. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, yeah I want to hear these guys talk about football, but I do want to see like some laughs and see that they get, I don't want to watch people that don't get along, yeah. right? Like no one wants to see, oh, there's real friction between Terry Bradshaw and Tony. Yeah. Like, you know, that's not going to be fun to watch. And you want, I like a little bit more, like there's levels to the knowledge of the game. And so like as somebody, like, you know, I'm like probably like a lot of fans where I played high school football, peewee in high school football. Uh-huh. And you go, and I've watched football ever since then. I like, I like college football. I like the NFL. I love getting like that little bit of extra knowledge where it's like, it's just more than you know as a regular fan. Yeah. Um, it's like, you know, l- learning about shit that you guys, you know, that happens with cadences or, yeah. you know, all of a sudden you guys are pull up a thing and you go, see how in this formation, uh, it's a tell. Like for some reason, this linebacker clearly studied tape uh-huh. because he's he's look right before the snap, he's dipping back a few yards. Yeah. And you go like, oh, I never would have put that together. But you guys study the film or whatever, watch it. And now as the viewer, you feel like you're almost have knowledge that you shouldn't have. Yeah. You know, it's like extra insight. That's entertaining to me. Yeah. You know, yeah. that's entertainment. Yeah. 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 I love it. I love it. That's the way I try to do it. <laughs> yeah. I, I always tell people, I just want people to pretend like, like the only thing missing is our beer up here. Yeah. When, when we're on, on in front of the camera. Sure. And then giving good information. Really that comes from, I think like people want to hear stories too. Yes. Like back when I was in the locker room, Julio Jones, you should have, you know, Julio yes. Jones, right? like he jumped to a 12 foot ceiling and touched it with two hands. This All those too. Yeah, and you're like, the <laughs> freak athletic stories yeah. are, I think everybody that likes sports wants to hear that like hey man this guy touched the top of the backboard and 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 there was like witnesses you know like shit like that i don't know i mean that's that's everybody loves statistics like combine times you know like those dion stories like he ran them in fucking i don't know slippers yeah. or something yeah he gets like, out of the what? limousine yeah and yeah didn't even warm up and yeah ran it backwards and ran four two or that yeah. uh that what's the story about about him on draft day or something or pre-draft and the the giants give him the plate like they're playbook or something you know? i didn't hear this one you didn't hear that one no. where it was like the, he's doing you know like the pre-draft interviews i mean this is obviously 87 or 88 i guess pre-draft interview and he meets with them and they have some type of binder and they're like hey we want to ask you and he go he hands it back 
and they're like, "What are you doing?" He goes, "When y'all, when y'all pick?" And they're like, fourth. He's like, oh, "I won't be around there." And he just walked out, <laughs> yeah. like shit, like that. I, I mean, you go, the balls for that. That's right. Yeah. That's why he's so good on TV or or anybody who you, 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 you're you just can't give a shit. Yeah. And us as athletes, this is why I think athletes. It's it's hard for most of us to make that transition to television because you being a comedian, by yeah. the way, you get to say whatever the hell you want. Yeah, you can cuss, you can talk about politics, you can talk yeah. about race, sexual. People still get mad, by the way. Yeah, but you but, don't care. Yeah, that's true. You guys are the freest people in society. I think you're right. <laughs> I think, but I think we're the freest people now. Now that you can control your own space mm-hmm. and and like your own uh, uh, content. But you rewind just before this this current age, and comedians would would definitely toe the line more. I mean, really? like, I think so. I mean, some there's always the ones who didn't ever give a fuck and just uh, like Eddie Murphy, right? Yeah, like you know Roseanne, like she was just like saying shit, doesn't care. Yeah. But also, I think you know you have to weigh that those people are super successful, so they're like, ah, oh, you know, if people get mad, it's not going to affect my ability to work. Uh-huh. But I think the difference is right now you have all these comics have their own platforms, their own, you know, channels and, 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 and shows. And they're not relying on, oh, will, will NBC still consider me for something? Yeah. Because if NBC's going to be upset by something, then I should pull back. Like, that's starting to erode. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. And when as athletes, we, uh, there's, there's only so many jobs out yeah. there for, te- for television. I mean, Did you, you want to do it? Like, like when you were playing i was preparing for it you i had, were? A, I had a, a a show out in kansas city called that marcus allen had first oh and yeah it was called the locker room show and it was just for local television uh-huh. so when he left uh, i got there in 97 i played with marcus um and then uh which a boy coming from la playing with marcus Allen was pretty damn that's, cool yeah that's uh, pretty cool um but so when he left i took over the show for three years or whatever so that kind of got me going and but yeah like that's also like in the plans right you're like this is going to end playing and then that's what i'll i didn't know if i was really going to going to do it but i knew that okay I, if, if it was in there yeah i'm like shit i better get ready then just in case yes yeah. if i do want to do it i want to i don't want to look like an like an idiot you know dude how are you walking around let's start with this so <laughs> like i mean you like all these stories and you you know you see like real sports and they're like, you know, this guy played five seasons and yeah. now he he looks at a board to spell words that a computer will say yeah. for him. Like crazy brain damage. The guys are like, my knees don't, my hips. Yeah. And then like you see someone like you, you played 17 seasons in the NFL. You're like, hey, what's up, man? Like, yeah. how the fuck are you put together? <laughs> I, I, get a, I got lucky. Yeah. Um, I, I do believe that genetically too. Like some people are just running down the, the field now. Yeah. And you see him like, his, oh, he tore his ACL. Nobody even touched him. That's true. So... That never happened to me. I think it's luck, but because there were so many times where I'm blocking and the defensive, let's say our offensive lineman threw his player on the ground next to me, and my coach is like, "Shit, don't look at this right here." Right. And I look at it on film. And you're like, and it's not. It's like a half of a half of a second. He's yeah. the keys off. You didn't lift your foot up. You'd be done for the for the year. I've had that happen a bunch of times. Sure. Just, so it's luck right there. But then also when you're like, you look at uh, Gronkowski. Yes. Of the tight end, great tight end. It, his career got shortened because I think his style of play, mm-hmm. it's very like Jeremy Shockey. I don't know if you remember it. Of guy course. From New York, yeah. Where he catches the ball and he's coming like, hey, I'm yeah, I'm going to run your ass over yeah. uh, and I'm going to get as many yards as I can. Like to me, there's a, there's a time and place for that. I would do that, but I also you would, would finesse it. So. I'd finesse it. I'd finesse it a lot. And I think that was my basketball background uh-huh. where it was like, hey, you got to use a little finesse here. 
get your ass down, like, uh, like Russell Wilson right now. Yeah. I think he's going to be able to play for a long time where I look at Dak uh, Prescott where he got hurt. Yeah. And his foot was sideways. And that I got kind of rough, dude. I was so sad for him. But then at the same time, I was like, what are you, like, you got to yes. get down, bud. I mean, yes. you got you to live to fight another day. Like Russell Wilson, I doubt that would happen. And then there's freak accidents. You never know. But of course. You got to, I don't know. I always felt like. But is it like, it is like a, a combination of these things, right? Because like, no. you know, you, like I said, you know, the first there's like the average NFL career thing where it's like three seasons. Like, so you not only su surpass that, like by multiples. But to be healthy, I mean, it's it is pretty. I mean, so you're saying though that part of that is yes, your your genetics and your you know it's lucky, but it's that you were also playing smart. I was always trying to play smart. So yeah. taking the hit when the guy comes over the middle and I see I'm about to take a shot. Sometimes I would stop my feet, and you probably couldn't even tell, but I would stop running mm -hmm. right before he hits me, and then I would jump back as he's hitting me, oh. and so the crowd would go, ooh, like it's a big right. hit. And I'd be like, well, like, I'm protecting I, my body. I, I protect my body and I'm fine. Yeah. And the guy can get up and celebrate, but I'm fine. Because did you, t did you tell other players this? Like, you know, as you became like, yeah. also a, like, hey man, you're going to fucking die. <laughs> like, <laughs> well, take care of yourself. Well, you, yeah, you tell people, but they don't, yeah, they don't, they care. don't, they yeah. don't. Yeah. Hey, Cause I remember, um, this is another, uh, a Miami dude speaking of shock. Yeah. Brendan, uh, Merriweather was that, uh, yeah, it was Merriweather. Uh -huh. He was a, he was a, the um, defensive back. Yes, the defensive used to back. Come nail people. Yeah, I used to go. That's what I'm saying, out. though. But like, he would crown, crown hit people all the time. Yeah. And like, and then you know, the NFL. There was like a period where it became like you're used to seeing that, and then they were like, we're not doing that anymore. Yeah. But he would still do that. Yeah. And you're like, you're getting fined. Yeah. You're knocking yourself out and yeah. on top of other people. But it's like. I guess what I'm saying is it doesn't matter how many people probably told him like stop doing that. Stop doing it. It's just like So uh, I remember I think I remember playing against him and I before the game even started, I went up to him. Yeah. Because he had hit a couple of guys' knees and, yeah. and blew out their knees and I say, Hey man, relax. Don't don't go to my knees. Okay. You would actually say that? Oh, I would tell him that. Yeah. Uh, before the game. And then he'd be like, all right, well, don't, don't try and run me over then. Don't, don't make me look stupid. We'll take care of each other. And I said, Yeah. And I said, Well, if I if I have you in if you're in front of me and you see me and I see you, I'm gonna do what it takes. And the same thing, come knock the shit out of me if you right. can. Yeah. But if I'm not looking, don't hit me down low. Yeah. Just hit me up top. I promise you. Like, <laughs> I was like, I'm not saying I'll go down, but I mean, just, just do that. And, yeah. And he would do that. And How? during the game, I remember he, one time he hit me yeah. and he comes up and he goes, hey, I could have I got you there. I could have yeah. got you there. Yeah. I'm like, thank you, man. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> How often, like, how common was that type of conversation? I bet it wasn't common at all. No, but I mean, not just about specific about, hey, him and what he and the way he's tackling. Was like the pre-game, hey, dude, like, let me let me holler at you for a second about whatever. Yeah, like, that, was that a common? Did you? I have did that? that. You I, did do that. I did that, and I think you could do that when you get older. Once you establish yourself, yeah, yeah. I wouldn't doing that my first. You know, yeah, five, like, six years. Hey, brother, you're a rookie. Hey, man, let me talk to you real <laughs> hey, quick. Hey, Ronnie Lott, come here. Come <laughs> let here me real talk quick, to man. you about tackling. <laughs> what? Um, wait, when you were in, because it is rare, obviously, that you played college basketball too. Mm. Um, how, like, how soon? You you said one time, like, that you. I mean, obviously, you you knew you were a superior football player, yeah. right? Yeah. If you were equal at both, would you have leaned to basketball? Oh, I would have been basketball for sure. For sure. For sure. Yeah. yeah I mean. Basketball, it's a lot more fun than football. Yeah, because uh, it, it, you know it's, you're inside. Yeah, <laughs> there's no there's no you know there's no zero twenty below. Yeah, in December. 
Yeah. Uh, it's not 100 degrees, 110 degrees out in Atlanta during the summer or Kansas City. That shit is so brutal, man. Oh, it's tough. It's a, is... Football's a tough way to make a living. It's it is. a tough way. Um, I, it's the most exciting sport. I mean, yeah. I, I, I think I can say that. The, I don't even have to say it. The viewers say that. But yeah. basketball was just, it's a smaller group. It's not as um, dog eat dog world. Yeah. Like, like it's a, football's a man sport. Like, like it's, it is. You will get bitched. It's if so you don't savage, play right. man. Yeah. It's so savage. I mean, like, I think one of the things that hits you when you love love football and you play it on an amateur level is that you get around just around the higher level tiers of it and you're like this is so different like this is like the the levels of the athletes the speed the power the hits you're like this this really is like gladiator shit yeah, well, guys yeah well, it's just that even at the high school level you have to go into that that other dimension of okay like you said like like not guys we're nobody's dying obviously yeah but it's like you got to go there you can't you can't like not take it all the way you got to be as aggressive as, as a, you possibly as, can like the and I, that's what i love about coaches like the, even there's you know like they have like the lingerie football thing uh -huh. and you think obviously if you're watching that you're like come on man like is there anything else on like you know yeah. i mean like they're they're not really but then you watch this coach who's coaching Right, he's coaching the girls' lingerie stuff. Yeah, and listen to how he like. This is exactly how the coaches I remember, <laughs> right? You gonna let that motherfucker mush you down now like that, and you ain't breaking that bitch's face right now? <laughs> you mean to tell me you gonna allow that motherfucker to do what she done, and you didn't come out here and try to break her fucking neck? And even you can't find her, find her teammate and break her fucking neck for what the fuck she done to you down now? You mean to tell me you ain't got that kind of evil streak in you? I would be, I would, I would literally hike the ball and punch that bitch in the goddamn face. Are you crazy? <laughs> Don't ever let anybody do you like that. I love him. <laughs> like I love. I mean, all right. It's a little. You shouldn't break necks. No. But the no, point is, I can't condone that. Come you can't on. condone that, but you can <laughs> condone the. It's the mentality. It's the mentality of like. I remember like watching that clip reminds me of a seventh grade yeah. football coach who's like, "Are you gonna let these guys? Yeah. Just push you guys around like that? That's and the pregame speech. Right yeah. There. Right. And then back in the day. Back in the day. Yeah. I mean, they wouldn't say break their necks, but they would say if you're not gonna hit somebody in the the face why do you even sign up to play sure, this? and you go sure. starts putting it in your head when you're young yeah yeah be the hammer uh, not the nail yeah you gotta you know bring it every time bring the pain bring the pain yeah and, yeah, and it's it's fun but you know that 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 that's i think that's going away that right there i think it's i don't know how old that clip not is. in not in women's football it's not <laughs> women's it might be going out of men's football but it's just it's just firing up the women's league well, <laughs> break their fucking necks <laughs> well uh, they got, yeah, I can't condone. Yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I love it so much. Um, yeah, I mean, I remember, dude, I remember when I was, uh, I went to Chris Dolman's football camp when I was a kid. Mm. Uh, you remember Chris Dolman? Yeah. For the Vikings, right? Yeah, and, um, Hall of Famer. And, and, and we would, uh, you know, they bring, like with those camps, they bring in all, you know, their friends and players. And there was a one, I forget his name, man. There was a Packer who came in. He was like a running back. He was like, first of all, you know, I don't even like football that much. And we were like, what? <laughs> like, you're in the NFL. He's like, I wish I could play basketball. Yeah. This shit is brutal. And then he started his like thing. But like, he started off by telling us that he wished he was not in the NFL. Football's changed a lot, though. When I came in in 97, it was that league of just... Uh, uh, God, what was the Oklahoma drill? Yeah, yeah. Bull in the ring yep. type stuff. Yeah. 
they could when you go over the middle. I mean, the game they wanted to knock you out of the game. Yeah. Um, concussion. Never. They didn't. That word was never used. It was got your bell rung. Bell rung. Oh, you okay? Get back in the game. Yeah. But the NFL has done such a good job of changing that. Now the game is considerably safer, where they've taken the head out of the game and they've done it at the high. Like I have, we we're talking before. I have my son who played varsity, played football last year. Yeah. Uh, he. It's different. They're coaching at that level too, and you see it now. Guys are. Or going, tackling, you know, between the the knee and the head. That's where you're supposed to hit. Yeah. And stuff happens once in a while. It's the NFL. It's, it's always going to happen. Of course. And, like, I mean, people ask me. They go, because they'll know I like football. And they go, would you let your sons play football? And I go, yeah. And they mm -hmm. go, really? Even with all this news? I'm like, first of all, like, if there's anything that I do, like, that I can credibly talk about, it's playing, like, I played peewee and high school football. And... My thought on it is that most of your hits in those those years, most are like it's form tackling. You're not playing against Tony Gonzalez every week. Yeah, you're playing against other fucking fat sophomores. <laughs> so like they're not like they're not impressive. Like at like I remember. I mean, I had Heath Evans on here because we played high school football against each other, and mm -hmm. I go, I remember that hitting you was different. Like even back then, we would even, I can remember being in high school and being like, God, that guy's a truck, yeah. right? And then yeah. of course, you know, we graduate, we watch him go on to Auburn and, the, and you're like, oh yeah, that dude was notably different. But I go, you take that game and then all the, I go, that's the only game where we're yeah. like, this is a problem yeah. hitting <laughs> this guy. Uh -huh. But everybody else, it's like, I go, you know, could, could uh, I have been concussed uh, with him? Yeah, I, I probably was. Yeah. But... But like, if the, you know, that one dude versus all those games, I don't know. I don't feel like I have to run away from the sport because there might be, you know, somebody out there who's a, a fucking, you know, rocket launcher or something. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, it's not, yeah. it's not, uh, I, I understand the comments of people saying like, you know, if, if you are, like we're talking about D1, if you are going to D1, like you're, you're definitely going to feel that impact every play and you need to be that level athlete too yeah, to be able yeah. to deal with it and and so on and so forth but i'm just not as freaked out about that little league stuff yeah know. yeah well my kid they, they, they played and they want to play go ahead yeah why, why would i deny you something that i that i did yeah know? and they bought this house kids yeah you like this food you like your clothes you're wearing yeah yeah dad bought it with football yeah so, take it yeah I tell them every day it's my house it's your <laughs> yours. yeah uh which you take care of yourself too, though. So. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Now I um I do I said you're an anomaly, and I mean it. I mean you have to be like first of all, how many, how many NFL players do you think, current or former, are on flights reading books and taking notes about the book? <laughs> like that's what I saw you doing on a flight, and you're sitting there reading your book and taking your notes for yourself, I assume. Yeah, oh, it's for myself. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I've what are we up to? Maybe three three current or former players that would do oh that, that would do that uh you'd be surprised but yeah it's not a common thing <laughs> <It's> <laughs> for common sure thing. I, don't, I don't know is it that common for anybody though yeah uh that's do, another good point do, yeah do people really want to no that's true books? uh yeah. i don't know i mean you doctors i don't I'm, know i'm curious i'm a curious book to, uh, i always i did this at my hall of fame so books book changed my life i never read when i was a kid or no high school or college when did you start? Barely getting... even required reading. I, I wouldn't yeah. read the book. I'd get the cliff notes. When did you start? Um, I, I, and I've told this story a bunch. Um, I have uh, my second year in the league, I led the league in drop passes. 
in the NFL and got really? benched twice. Got booed by the home crowd. I don't remember that up. at all. Oh, yeah. It was, uh, I mean, I, I was playing, but I got benched twice. And uh, I, my, my stepbrother, my adopted brother, Donnie, he sent me a book of quotes by Vince Lombardi. Hey, and I was like, I don't know if you know Vince Lombardi. Everybody knows Vince Lombardi. You know, like, the greatest moment of a man's life is when he lies totally exhausted on the battlefield, glorious and winning. Yeah. All those quotes. And so um, off of that, I was like, I was pretty charged up. I'm like, well, this is, this is some good stuff. I need this in the middle. Of, you know, the season was almost over. So I went out and bought his book, uh, When Pride Mattered or whatever. It's a thick book. And I, and I read the whole thing uh, in like five, six days because it was just speaking to me. Like it was a page turn and I couldn't, mm -hmm. I couldn't put it down. Uh, and then I based off of that, I was like, holy shit, I've been, I've been doing it the wrong way. I thought I was working hard. I thought I was doing it the right way. I was, it wasn't because I was lacking, like I was out partying and doing a bunch of stuff I shouldn't have been doing. I was, I was, I thought I was quote unquote doing it the right way, but there was another level there. And that book taught me that. And so off of that, I was like, well, I want some more of this. And I started reading like, like about Michael Jordan's routine. I started reading about. Lou, Hol Lou Holtz books, Pat Riley, Phil Jackson, yeah. start going through all these books. And then I start getting all these and it just spiraled out of there. And books is like, like this is great. It changed my life. Just, yeah. And so that's why today um, I'll, I always have a book that I'm reading. Almost. Wow. So it not only like opened you, like obviously made you curious and you loved consuming the knowledge, but those books, or at least like in specifically some of these ones helped change how you started to prepare for the oh, game changed everything really it's, well because you start reading about other people um say you for you're a comedian and and uh did i don't know who's the best comedian right like the, chappelle or chappelle right, right yeah. now so you like okay there's a book on chappelle on, yeah. on his life and like how he and yes. it's out there i'm sure right like, okay what what does he do like mm. why why chappelle why is he so funny like right what's what's making him who he is i'm very curious he's like that. well i smoke two packs of cigarettes a day <laughs> that and i do uh <laughs> six hour sets and you're like great i'll pick up both of those six hour sets six dude seven. he will he like he like not doing them right now but in regular times um there's multiple like you can check it with the punchline san francisco I'm sure in Dayton, I know Melrose in the store, he would come in, commonly do three and four hours, but it's not, it's not what you're, it's not a three and four hours of um, like, just a hand, like, like when you watch a special. Yeah. It's him, that's how he basically writes, right? So he'll go up there and they're, everybody's so enamored with him and yeah. he's such a master of not just being funny, but being interesting in conversation. Yeah. That he'll go on those long ones, just sit there. What do y'all want to talk about? Just yeah. start talking to yeah, you. I've seen him. Yeah, and then it could be like twenty-five minutes of just like, just talking, just, just talking, and there's no. You don't feel like you're at a comedy show, but you feel engaged. Yeah, and then boom, all of a sudden hit like a maybe ten minutes of just rock and just you know huge laughs, and then you know something happens, starts talking about that, and all of a sudden you're two and a half, three hours in. Yeah. Like, you know, but he's very, very unique. And I don't know that that, I mean, that type of preparation would even translate for more people. But I get, I get what you're saying. Like, I'm just saying him specifically, very yeah. unique in that, in just the ability to do that. You know, uh -huh. like you told me, Tom, go tonight, just go do four hours. I'd be like, no, I don't want to. I wonder, I bet you could though. I bet I, I probably yeah. could. If, if here's the thing, if you're in an environment where I think it helps on, in that kind of thing to be in a small small space everybody wants to be there in other words they're they came to see you yeah they're they're you know they're that interested in you i can see going long i could see that going long i think what, what always i was kind of blew my mind was how long i'm like 
you've got to be, I don't want to talk to anybody for fucking six hours. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want to talk yeah. to my wife, my parents, my friend, like six hours, man. Yeah. No. But like he, there's a couple other people that could do like those really long sets, but I think they have like a real stream of consciousness thing that they tap into. Well, I, I, I believe all into that stuff too. Yeah. Um, that it's like the Beatles. I don't know. There's a great book called um, Outliers. Uh -huh. I'm glad. Yeah, I've read that. You read that book. Remember yeah. the story? I think that's where the, yeah, the, the where 10, they 10,000 hours, 10,000 hours yeah. types thing. And, and there is, there's some, there's also talent and you yes. know, genetics and, that, and that the timing. Too. And they, the timing. The timing has to work out. But like with the Beatles, right? They were yeah. they were working at that place playing eight hours a day. Yes. Know? And that 10,000 hours thing applies, I believe, 100% to stand-up. Like when I think back on my own career, and I, you know, we, some of us talk about this sometimes about like, remember those years where you go like, wow, man, like I was working a day job and all week was about like getting to Saturday to go to a place that didn't even want me uh -huh. to go on stage. And then... And I would do 10 or 12 minutes and the joy of those 10 or 12 minutes would carry me through my next week. Uh -huh. Like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I, I so was like high off of that, that I would be like, I don't care about how shitty this job is. I can't believe I get to do that again next week. And then, you know, shit, shit gigs and, and bars where like, they don't want to like turn the TV off. You're like, how am I supposed to talk to these people? Your TV's on, you know? And <laughs> we used to always have this thing where we'd go, um, the worst thing, the worst was the Lakers in the playoffs, right? If you, oh. if you live in LA and you do, and you do comedy, like as soon as they made the playoffs, you'd be like, fuck, like shows are going to be fucked this month uh -huh. because like people will go to shows less. And if you try to have a show during a game, they would be like, no, your, your show is waiting. Like uh -huh. the game is the priority. Like, you know, so like those May, June shows, you would be like, oh God, man, like, please either let's just get past this or lose so that we can do shows. Yeah. 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 Well, being a comedian, I, I'm fascinated with comedians. Yeah. Like I watch all the little specials. Like uh -huh. uh, there's that one, I don't know if you've seen it called Dying of Laughter. It's a, it's a documentary. It's yeah. amazing. Dying it, of Laughter. Which one is that? Oh, it's amazing. I'm telling you, this is, it blew me away, the process. And you talked about going out on the road. Uh, it's all about, and they have some really good, uh, like I think Kevin Hart, like it's some, some headliners in there talking about it. Um, I gotta watch that. Oh, you gotta see it. You gotta see it. You know, it, it, you'll, you'll Dying laughing, it. is that it? Yeah, dying laughing, I'm sorry. Dying okay. laughing. And they talk about their process and how you have to go out on the road, like you talked yeah, about, and you're playing in some little Hobunk ho town in the oh, middle yeah. of nowhere. And, and, like the guy's like, he's like, I had to pay him to perform. Oh yeah. <laughs> and people are like on their lunch break, listening, yeah. not even listening to you. We were talking about how we used to, um, in, in these early days, we would, you'd be booked. Like someone would be like, okay, your spots over here at this like restaurant or something. And you're like, okay. And you show up and then right then you'd go, do the people at this restaurant know there's a show? <laughs> and they're like, uh, no. And you're like, wait a minute. So we are we're attacking them like with a, with a show while they like, you mean they just, they just want to have dinner with their yeah. spouse. And we're like, no, 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 you're going to watch stand up. And yeah. they're like, I guess so. And I was like, Oh my God. That so sucks. that sucks because they're like, it's not like they're like, ah, I'm not a fan. They're literally like, I'm trying to eat. Yeah, shut up. And like, I didn't, yeah. I didn't come to a comedy show. And you're like, well, <laughs> you, you are now you're at the show now. That, that's what I'm saying. It's so fascinating about yeah. you guys. Like I, like it's the scariest thing I could ever think of. Yeah, I, I get that. I mean, the like when I think of like the first spots I ever had, they they are some of the 
most terrifying oh. moments. How do you and bombing like bombing? Bom- you, but sucks, and that's dude. what they talk about a lot. And they're dying. It's actually I was crying watching yeah. that documentary because yeah. I'm seeing these comedians. They start crying because they go back to uh, yeah. they take us back to when they bombed. Dude, it and is. Like, it's, it's the worst. Be the worst feeling. Ever. It would be like it would be like if it was like fourth and goal, and you caught the ball on the one, and then instead of crossing to the goal line, you ran to the other end zone and then shit your pants. And then everybody was like, what happened to that guy? You're like, I bombed. That's what just happened. Yeah. It's the worst feeling. Oh, it's got to be the worst. Fe- and it happens a lot though, right? It's not well, it at does, the beginning. At the beginning, it happens definitely more. And, and it, it is like, what it is is like, it's like an internal panic. It's funny, you could be, you could be in, it could be 25 degrees outside. And if you're bombing, you'll start sweating, you know, like uh-huh. you, it's panic sweats and you just feel like you want to, it's like the feeling of you want the parachute to open. Yeah. You know, you're like, man. And especially if you have time, like they're like, you need to keep going. You like sometimes when you're starting out, you're doing 10 minute sets. So if you're bombing, at least it's over in 10 minutes, you know, yeah. as you're further along, you could start a set, eat shit with your first joke and be like, well, I'm going to try to recover. And you don't, yeah. And you're like, I have to do this for another half an hour. Or like, <laughs> like it's it's rough, man. Yeah. What do you, have you ever been booed off? Yes. You've been booed off. Like, off yeah, yeah. They were like, please leave. Yeah, yelling. They the were whole like, crowd's like, like ah, boo, boo, you suck, fuck you. Off. Yeah, like it was, yeah, really intense. Intense. In, it, here's the thing, though. <laughs> I just couldn't imagine. You know what a boo, like, that's not the worst. I've been booed. I guess I, I guess I have been booed, but. Being booed off stage doesn't feel the worst because it feels unwarranted. Like it's, it's so, you know what I mean? Like if somebody like says uh, like, hey asshole, you know, the fuck's like calls you out in, an, in a room, you might be like, oh my God, like it's just kind of embarrassing. But if everybody was screaming at the top of their lungs, you're like, hey, like this, it feels too much. Uh-huh. I, I almost feel like the, the worst bombs are quiet bombs where you're like, going for a laugh and uh-huh. then you just hear like nothing <clears throat> like somebody like 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 cleaning their teeth like and you're like okay <laughs> like th- that feels worse than like Bleh! like because when when someone's that upset you're like i'm just telling like you're so mad yeah <laughs> that you're yelling for me to leave it just feels like you know but it, it was surreal uh-huh. it was surreal but you guys are like a conductor too because uh, at least what i've seen the comedy shows that i've gone to if like when somebody bombs yeah. and then the next guy up who even I've had comedians they'll, they'll be like hey I gotta get the comedy I gotta get the yeah. laughter back in here yes. because you guys this person just just ate shit oh yeah like <laughs> people don't realize what you wanna follow in comedy is somebody who does really well uh huh yeah, yeah like when, when on those sets on those shows where it's a, la- a lineup of like 10 plus comics sometimes people will think they're like well that guy sucked so now you'll shine like no you want the guy to do well get the room laughing and feeling good and ride the wave. Yeah. Like the wave's already there. If somebody kills in front of you, you can actually jump on and just keep it going. Yeah. If somebody just eats shit or like says something that just ruins the room, you're doing the work yeah. to bring them back to being a regular show. T- tell me this. Uh, how do you deal with the bombing though? How do you, like emotionally? It's, it's actually, it's very, it's a good question. It's very, it is, it is, an experience man like the thing is when you when you start off you don't even know how to process it you do things like psychological things like tell yourself you know it wasn't you you know it was them and then you you start to 
a lot, a lot of times, you know, you record your sets. So you start going back and you go, oh, the phrasing or, or they didn't get it. Like you, you start to rationalize why you did poorly, you know, yeah. like it, like you would, it's like justifying a mistake or a bad decision. You know, you start to like make, make it make sense to you. Yeah. The simple answer is that the only solution to bombing and having a bad set is having a good set. Uh-huh. So like, I remember nights where like even, I don't know, a year ago or so, I remember d- doing a set in town at a place and and I did a joke that went fucking sideways. Like people were like, you should leave. Like, uh-huh. like they were upset about it and it still sucked. I was like, I'm like 18 years in and I was like, man, that sucks. So I just went, drove to another place, uh-huh. did a set yeah. with the same joke yeah, and it killed. Uh-huh. And then you feel like that the, the emotions of it, because if you leave after just that bombing set, you take that with you. You take that home. It's got to be hard to sleep. That's, God, you're hard well, to sleep. Well, that's what they say comedians are. Yeah, they're, yeah. They're not right in the head. Right? Not right. Yeah, yeah, right? yeah, 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 yeah. Not right. <laughs> yes. Is that what they say? I yes. Mean, like you guys yes. are, you but guys that, are psychopaths. Right? The, the bombing, the bombing <laughs> will, yeah. I've stabbed people. I punched a guy's fucking teeth out. I hit a guy with a brick one time. It was fun. Um, yeah. Oh. Wait, I want to ask you, I want to ask you about something. So, wait, you... For a long time, didn't you have Dick Vermeil as a head coach? Yeah, yeah, for five years. How much did he cry? A lot, like a, a lot. lot. Yeah, all I the used time. to see like the you know those NFL films coverage things, and the, and it was like like it was just like a great win. He was like, "You guys, fuck." Yeah, yeah, well, that was him. Like he knew it was coming, and it was never never hard, hardly tears though. It, oh, really? He would get cho- it was choked more choked up. up. Choked up. He'd be okay. choked up. He'd be in the front, especially if you ever talk about Trent Green. Remember mm-hmm. Trent Green, and he was in. Yes, uh, he was our quarterback. Um, and he had hurt his knee. And so that's when Kurt Warner came in and Kurt Warner, just the rest is history. Yes. But that was Trent Green starting before the Rams, before they won that Super Bowl. That's right. And so Trent goes down and he comes over to us. And, and that's what, anytime Dick would talk about Trent, you knew it was coming, but yeah. it was never tears. It was just like, Choked you know, and, and Trent Green, he's a good boy. He's a good guy. He's and a good would man. guys like, like I, they would take it well? You'd or? get it at the beginning. You're like, like your eyes were getting yeah, yeah, wider. Yeah. Like, well, this guy cares. But I think, like most coaches, yeah, uh, you, you, I think great coaches are the ones that are nice and steady. Like Bill Belichick is the the greatest, consistent. just consistent, yeah. never too high, never too low. Because you get those emotional coaches when you. It's great when you're winning, yeah. But when you start losing, that's when you start to lose the team. Because if you've only got two wins on the season and you're you're two and ten or two and eight, yeah. you're, you're you're tired of the shit. You're yeah. like, hey, I, I can't have any more. It's not working. It's not like working. You're doing all this rah rah stuff. It's not working. Uh, and you look at someone like Pete Carroll from the Seattle Seahawks. I I love him. Mm-hmm. I would love to play for a guy enthusiastic, like that. enthusiastic, energy positive. He seems positive. like a very positive guy. But a couple of years ago, they went through that little losing yep. phase. Yep. Like I, it was starting, like there was little rumblings that he's going to get fired yep. and all this stuff. And 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 I, the guys were getting tired of it it's because you know when you're losing, nobody, nobody just I just want to go to work. Do you, know? as a player, ever have the thing when you're when you're a fan at home, right? And and this is nothing new to you, but you know that like you know fans watch games and they're like, why the fuck? Are they passing the ball in third and whatever, you know? Like, why aren't they running the ball in third and two? Yeah. When you're on a team and you're a player, do you guys ever have those same, right? Like, why are we Every game. Every game. Every game. In the huddle. I'm complaining. Really? Yeah, well, if it's third and and four. Yeah. Third and four and third and five. Yeah. That's where I'm like, hey, 
you come, 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 come to the big dog. Come call. <laughs> I can yeah. get this. Yeah. Uh, and then we run the ball or something like yeah. that. Or they call a player that I know that's coming. To, that's not going to come to me. I'm like, what the hell? And you run off the side. Like, what are yeah. we doing? Yeah, because I'm I'm the I'm your all pro. Like, I, yeah. like I, I've showed you. I've caught this a thousand times. Like, yeah, why literally. Call, why wouldn't you call my <laughs> yeah. number? Yeah, I don't understand it. But you know, that's that's coaching. That's playing, and that's 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 normal. When do you know? Like, is there a is there a a moment or is it a transition where you realize you're not just like in the NFL and a and a good player, but you're actually, you, you're like, oh, I'm going to probably be in the hall. Like, is there, a, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you, it's so hall of famers. Like you guys are, you're the outliers of the outliers. You yeah. know what I mean? Like it's yeah. so, it's so remarkable to be in that group. It's pretty special group. It's yeah. such a special group. Yeah. I mean, and I think a lot of fans, like if you really follow the, you know, the games and you, you realize that like, man, these are the standouts of the stand, like the 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 fraction of the percentage of people that make it to the NFL, and then these are like the very very best. Yeah, is it like through your career you're like, oh, well, I guess this is that this is building to that. I never. Well, you start to hear it from people. People start saying it. I remember um, Kellen Winslow, who's a tight end in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, uh, played oh, for the Chargers. Senior, senior, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> junior's got a little <laughs> extracurricular stuff going on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> Not, not right now. <laughs> yeah. Um, so anyways, uh, I was doing something um, at a golf chair and I had gone to a couple of Pro Bowls by then and he comes up and he's like my guy, you know, yeah. like, you know, I look up to sure. the tight end and, uh, and he comes up to me and he goes, he said something, he goes, hey, Hall of Famer's over there. And he was talking to me. And mm -hmm. It was the first time someone ever said that to me and, I'm, and it's coming from Kellen. Yeah. Like, or at least that's the first time I ever heard it. And this is, are you like 10 years in or? or? I'm about... Five, about seven years, seven years in oh, wow. to, to the NFL. So I'd gone about about five Pro Bowls at this point. Okay. And so I was on my way. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, you still don't think, Hall of Fame, like that's a whole, that's a, it's really, there's only 200, and, when I got in, there was only 226. So now there's I mean, 231 yeah. players. Yeah. There's, there's you know, like 60 that's executives right, they and have coaches. Like broadcasters and, and yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. But players, that's it. That's you know, really you know, small, man. One years. That's like, really small. Yeah. So it's, you don't think, at least I didn't. At least that was people were like, "How does it feel? Did you always think you'd be a Hall of Fame?" I'm like, shit, shit, no. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a like, crazy thing to say. A, was it hard to? Because I, I, I keep going. The, one of the things that I appreciate the most, not just in athletics, I mean, in all careers, but yeah, especially in athletics, is longevity, right? And you know, we talked about that you played smart, you're taking care of yourself. Is it hard to motivate yourself for season fifteen? You know? um, yeah, it is. It, it does. I mean, yeah. you go through a little lulls. It, it was it was harder in the middle of my career. Yeah, where you know I was showing up and it was the same because football it is it's a bunch of just it's routine. Yeah, it's just doing the same thing over and over and over and over again. There's no real besides the games. Yeah, the week there's no creativity. Uh, there's nothing you haven't seen before. So that got kind of old for me. I have to look for ways to and I'd write like little letters to myself. Yeah. Uh, little ways to keep motivating myself. Like they say, Jordan would do that. He'd make shit up in his head yeah. to get himself motivated, and that's what I would do. I'd be like, "Hey, they're doubting you." Before I'd write it, really? they're doubting you. They think you're old. They think you're overrated. They're saying such and such is better than and you. You would write that note. Yeah, I'd write it to myself, and then I'd read that before the game, and I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah, it's not gonna. <laughs> it's not really? true." <laughs> that's uh, awesome. Yeah, but towards the end of my career, you started to save. I started to save it because the window was over. Like after you get to year twelve, you're like, "Shit, I only got one year left." Yeah. Uh, and then I'd play that. So I would be like, okay, I'm going to put everything I have into it, enjoy it. 
I really enjoyed myself when I got to Kansas uh, to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Uh, my last five years, I, I was Kansas City twelve years, and then went to Atlanta for five years. And I was only going to play two years in Atlanta, but I kept coming back. Uh, and you're enjoying your teammates. You're I enjoying my teammates, and they were paying me pretty well. Yeah, <laughs> so that helps. That always helps. When I got to the league, yeah. uh, it's it, there was a difference. In, it wasn't like these half a billion dollar contracts. Dude. It wasn't like that at all. I remember my my rookie deal. I signed a six year deal for seven million dollars. And yeah. I got a $3 million signing bonus, which is a lot of money. Yeah. Okay. I'm not out of touch. Yeah. But comparatively speaking, yeah. that's not shit compared to what you're getting now. I yeah. remember back then the guys on my team were like, damn, Tom, yeah. top seven rich boy. Like, yeah. like whoa. Uh, what was the first thing you bought that was like, you know, of, that wasn't cheap? You know what I mean? Like, did you buy something stupid? A house. What about a house? What about a house for $270,000. In KC. In Kansas City. Wow. For, to finish the pool was, it was like, 290 Was it nine and a half bedrooms? For <laughs> 5,000 yeah. square feet. Out wow. In the, out in the suburbs of, of Kansas City. Wow. That's Shoot. wild. You know, I also look back now, like with some age on me, I go, I have way more compassion for young guys uh, not knowing how to handle their money. Oh, like, yeah. you know, when I was... When I was the age of the player, I was like, these fucking, why are you spending all your money? But then as you get older, you're like, oh yeah. Like who the fuck's ready for like whatever, yeah. 3 million or $25 million at 22. Yeah. Like yeah. I, I wouldn't know how to handle that then. No, who does? I mean, musicians don't. Those no. actors don't. Those no. kid actors giving Justin Bieber, you know, that much money. It's, yeah. Why do you, you expect them not to go a little crazy? Of course. <laughs> and everybody tells you how great you are and you got millions of dollars to get whatever you want. And or, why, and then like, you, you know, most people probably are like, yeah, this, I'm, I'm, this is always going to happen. This, you know what I mean? These checks are going to, I'm 22. These are going to come in all the time. And then, you yeah. know, you, you have can, a, And then you, then you start. You start uh, if, you, if you're a fan of the nightlife. Yes. Uh, which uh, I was, I was a good fan of the nightlife. I, yeah. I enjoyed. You had your good times. Time. Yeah, I enjoyed going out. I was, I was single for ten years. Oh, you had a NFL. real good time. Yeah, I, I enjoyed myself. What was the best city to go to for having a good time? Miami and Miami and Vegas. Okay, so uh, nothing's changed. Nothing, nothing okay, changed. good. I like Miami and Vegas. A I lot. mean, you can't really. I still do. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. you can't have a good time in Miami. You know. Yeah, you got a problem. Especially, dude. oh yeah, the yeah. The, the Latino in you. Oh right? yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. man. Yeah. I mean, parties like I've been to Miami where they're like, "Cool, we'll meet up at midnight," and you're like, "Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> like, we're gonna meet up at midnight?" Yeah, I, a buddy of mine has a Halloween party out there every year, and uh, I never gone to it because of football. But it, but on the invite, um, it says uh, from from nine o'clock till uh, ten a.m. Yeah, nine to ten a.m. The next day. That's a party. It's a dude. party. That's a party. I'm like, are you serious? And if it has that little uh, little LaShawn McCoy touch where he's like, uh, no males allowed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> We're not looking for men to come. <laughs> he has like his circle of friends is like, it's just going to be us and ladies. Oh, man. I'm like, that's a good party. I'm getting older now. I can't, uh, I can't do it like I used to. If well, I can get to 3 a.m., 2, 2, 3 a.m., yeah. that's a real, real good knit. That's rare for me. Yeah, I, I'm, I've changed completely. I mean, before we had kids, we yeah. were just talking about like how I would go to bed regularly, like on a Tuesday night at 2.30 in the morning yeah. and wake up at 10 to 11 and be like, what am I going to do today? Yeah. And now we are up at 6.30 to yeah. 7 yeah. every morning. <laughs> and by noon... I've done 10 things like, yeah. you know what I mean? I've had a workout and I've did meetings and email. It's just a complete change. And I feel like my alcohol tolerance is, I mean, I'm like a child. 
Yeah. Like I have a couple drinks and I feel it for three days. Uh, I don't. That's I don't drink that much anymore. Yeah. Just a little bit, little Modelo here and there, and and what? Tequila. Your joints, legs, everything's fine. You're good. Yeah. I I am very uh, cognizant of. Uh, I'm really into health and yeah. biohacking and uh, like so, so I intermittent fast. You do. Um, yeah, and I you know the magnesium supplementation. Okay. Uh, MCT oil. Uh, I do sauna, uh, cold showers. Oh wow, you're really meditate, into it. all that stuff. Wow, uh, to get your, get your you know mind, body, spirits going. Do you prepare? I, I imagine without knowing that you would have a real preparation for like leading up to Sundays going on the air. Yeah, right? like you take care of like a whole routine. Got a routine. What time I'm gonna go to bed? What time yeah. I'm gonna wake up? Uh, How yeah. early are you there on a Sunday? I imagine it's early. five a.m. Uh, wow. On on uh, well, that's the wake up time. That's I get the wake. Up, okay, that's the wake up time. I get around four forty five, five a.m. Wow. And we're at we're on set at five forty five. No whatever. shit. Yeah, getting ready. So this is something I wanted to ask you. So I imagine that a lot of people that when you're playing and that you know it's game week. We're playing the Chiefs. We're playing the Falcons. And then they go, fuck, like, I got I to gotta take care of Gonzalez this week. This is going to suck, right? But who did you ever say, like, oh, this is going to be some work this week? I don't, I don't know if I ever had that attitude where I was like, no. Oh, or, well, you know, just like, I got to bring, I really. Oh, I want to bring. Usually it's, um, honestly, I didn't really care about the other play. I, get, I, I should answer this question. So, like, Rodney Harrison. Okay. He's a thumper yeah. back in the day. He yeah. probably wouldn't even play that much now because the way his style of play, yeah. he, he couldn't do that nowadays. Of uh, that physicality, really take your head off. Oh right, uh, come over and over the middle. You're like, I'm gonna oh, lay you out. I gotta, okay. I gotta be careful. Um, I think it was Cam Chancellor, the the strong safety. No shit. He's sixth. And, and I got we 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 had some battles and yeah. and I I got him a, a couple a bunch yeah. of times. Yeah, and yeah. He got me a couple times. But he was 6'3", 230 pounds playing strong safety. Like yeah, the safety position oof. really grew over the last... I mean, like all positions. But well, I've met two where I'm like, you play safety, dude? Like, they're so tall, so yeah. long. And and he was laying people out. Oh, like putting putting them out. Yeah. Well, yeah, and that was just right when the rules were changing. So you could yes. still play. That style of play, it, it doesn't... That big knock-your-head-off guy over the secondary, is just it's not there anymore. And what about like you can't you can't do it? It's against the rules. Because obviously you get to, you know you're running routes, but you're blocking on uh, like was yeah. is there horrible memories of blocking anyone? Well, yeah, I mean it's a mismatch for us. Yeah, um, it's probably the biggest mismatch in football. Yeah. It is. It's the biggest mismatch in football. We have it both ways as tight ends. Right. Uh, going blocking a defensive end, we're 250 pounds on yeah. average or whatever it is. Yeah. Uh, and though and I was a little bit less than that. And those guys are around 290 pounds. Right. And so it's not fair. They're, yeah. you know, they're benching 500 pounds. We bench 350 or whatever. It's, right. it's just, they're just bi bigger physically. These so, are like rhinos. Man. So that sucked blocking yeah. those guys. Yeah. Um, and you have to be crafty because I can't outpower you. Yeah. Like Khalil Mack. Yeah. Like, uh, I mean, he's a kind of a, I guess, hybrid outside yeah. rusher linebacker type. I like, would rather block Khalil Mack though, because he's a little bit smaller yeah. than the big traditional Reggie White defensive end. That, 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 yeah. Or Michael Strahan. When he played yeah. defensive end, I'd get ready for him. I'm like, damn, his big old ass, like, he's 290 pounds. Like, yeah. It's just, I'd rather go against the guy who's 260, like Khalil Mack. Sure. Because at least I can, I'm quick. I'm really quick, so I can yeah. just get in front of him. Yeah, sure. you'll outpower him, but I just got to hold on for three seconds. Three seconds. Get the, get the back by. Sure. You know? 
So that was those. That was always. The, but then on the opposite, I have the biggest mismatch mismatch in the passing game. Right. Because at least for back then, now these linebackers are really getting bigger, faster, stronger. But I'm going against a linebacker that I know I'm faster than. Sure. And I'm going against a strong safety or a corner who's way smaller than me. So I'm gonna I outweigh you by thirty pounds. So they're either pounds. gonna throw it up or you're gonna yeah, yeah. just throw it up. Even if you yeah. guard me, I was guarded so many times I just jump over you and catch it. So. Yeah, and you have the basketball hops too. Right. Like you're not. Yeah, that sucks, man. Mm-hmm. I mean. Yeah, I, I feel like why. Like, I mean, I watched. I used to watch those like Reggie White highlights of the hump move, you oh. know, and like, like no tape, no gloves, just like oh, I just woke up and washed my hands. Here we go, and just throwing people, throwing. I, the thing about these highlights, like the clips now that I, I always remind myself of, is that when you see somebody just like getting bodied or burnt, you know, it's like yeah, but the guy that's getting his ass kicked in that play is a badass like yeah. you know what i mean like <laughs> like we're watching the uh every, the, that play I, I watched it so many times where uh dk metcalf caught yeah. buddha baker and i was like yeah but you know buddha runs like a fucking four three forty or something right like yeah. that dude's lightning fast yeah. this shit is unbelievable to me man yeah like and he's starting at least 10 10 yards back you know from him that's a track right there and that I guy mean, got in front of him uh, yeah, and, he, and had he had to restart to, he had to restart I mean, that was incredible. When I saw that, I was on my couch. I was jumping up and down. Yeah, you know, like all athletes out there got it. Like, like this, this made us jump out of our seat. Oh uh, yeah, this yeah. is just like Patrick Mahomes throwing her behind the back shoulder. Yes. Like that was equivalent to that. It's something that'll be on his highlight when he's. Done oh playing. yeah, I mean, I remember seeing that dude's. I kind of like peeked into the combine last year. I wasn't like following it intensely, but they were like, I remember seeing a time. And they're like, you know, this dude weighs like 235. And I was yeah. like, what? Because yeah. he ran a really crazy 40. Yeah. Um, but but to me, I felt like what would be embarrassing was what was that Khalil Mack thing. Because I identified with the offensive lineman. Uh-huh. The one on this play where um, it, like after the play, there's Mack. And then the guys, and then he just throws him. <laughs> I was like, I'm 78. <laughs> I'm 78 and I'm like going back. I'm like, did everybody see that? Like asking myself, oh God, is that going to be on Sports Center? Uh, no, poor and guy. Then, that guy's then, a rookie too. That, yeah, he's a rookie. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, I'm still pushing. And he's like, oh, I'll just, uh-uh. I'll just judo, judo swing you. Oh my God. He's three, like 330 and you're getting like, <laughs> like, you're like, he has no memories of that ever happening besides that play. Oh, I love it. And that's when you, Oh my like God. the average guy who sees the football and they're like, oh, I could have done yeah. that or whatever. It's like, what? If you only knew yeah. how big and explosive someone like Khalil Mack or Aaron Donald is. Oh my God, it's, man. It's it's ridiculous. You know, I do this pinched. podcast with, with Burt Kreischer and um, we we have like challenges. Like we challenge each other to, to things, right? We play tennis. We're going to play one-on-one. He goes, do you think we could like um, block double team Aaron Donald like as a thing? And I was like, that happens in the NFL, <laughs> and he wins. What are you talking about? And he's like, so should we do it? I go, I'll tell you what. I would love to watch you do it, and then I'll ride in the back of the hospital, uh, the ambulance with you. Yeah. Like, no, we can't do that, dude. We'll die. They had a uh, Joe pro, pros versus Joe. Yes. Uh, yeah, I yeah. think Stray, Strayhand hosted it. Yeah, yeah. That was I saw. I remember watching. Uh, um, what was his name? Slash Cordell Stewart. Uh-huh. I remember that specifically that the regular dude was like a regular, like just goofy guy who was like, 
okay, Cordell, let's see what you got. And like the other pros on that episode, like there was a baseball player and a basketball player and they were like, dude, you have no idea. And Cordell Stewart laid down, like it was a goal line. It was like an Oklahoma drill. Uh-huh. It was like, it put his shoulder down and just trucked this. Truck I mean, yeah. oh, brutal. Kevin Green was on there too. And I think I, yeah. think I remember him just lighting somebody up. Yeah. Those guys all had to sign waivers. Of like, course. If you die, yeah. it's on you. And by the way, you might. Like, <laughs> like dude, there was, I mean, nothing better than why, I mean, I don't want to see like it happen to some guy who didn't ask for it, but some guy who's like, you know what, Tony Gonzalez, you ain't shit. And I'm yeah. going to show you right now, like, okay, let's yeah. do it. Let's line up and see how it goes. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, yeah the separation of uh, athleticism is quite different. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I love, uh, so I played pickup basketball a lot. That, yeah. I did that all throughout my career. That was my off-season training. Really? Every, I'd play in the pro leagues. I'd, I played I played for uh, the Miami Heat. We played for their Damn. summer league team. Tried out Pat uh, Pat Riley. Yeah. Was my uh, coach. Yeah. And, and, and Spolstra, Eric Spolstra. Yeah. Um, but anyways, so, so, but I'm not a pro. Like, right. I'm, I'm good. I'm right on that tier. Yeah. Like, I maybe could have went pro, but I, I would have never, like, been a starter. Right. But I maybe could have made a roster or whatever. And I'd go play pickup basketball with all these guys that think they're really good. Right. Like talking, in, in the neighborhood. In the neighborhood. Yeah, and yeah. Re- really good. Like they're good. But they, you know, they played probably high school basketball yeah. or whatever. And, and I'm just dominating them. And these yeah. guys like really think they have a shot. Yes. To go play pro. Like pro. Like, oh, I can. Yeah. Because you crossed up your friend, you know, your, your buddy who yeah. works at the, you know, the department store. Yeah. Like it's not the it's, it's not, not the same thing like you, people don't understand the levels yeah of competition as you move up to the professional ranks oh my it's, god it's night and day literally I've, it's night and day i've told this story before but like i remember being in high school you know being a two-way starter and like having division one fantasies right like the natural thing like i want to play like watch the games i want to play and i go with a friend of mine who was recruit highly recruited and played at D1 level, I went with him to a Miami game. It was just back in the OB Orange Bowl, and we're standing on the sidelines, and we're just standing there, and they're playing Syracuse, and those guys came out of the tunnel, and I'm looking at like my position players, and I'm eye level with their numbers, like I'm <laughs> like I'm seeing here, and I was like, I'm definitely not gonna play Division One. No, no. <laughs> I was like, oh shit, these guys will kill me. It's just genetics. It's not. Yeah, I mean, it's... but it was like it was a. Like, that's all I needed. And I was like, all right, that's clear. <laughs> like, these guys are monsters, man. Yeah. Yeah, all dudes were like your height or bigger, and they were like 315, yeah. 320. I was like, yeah. Yeah, this is not. This Athletic, not too. Athletic, yeah, quick dudes. Yeah. Dude, it was, it was a whole other thing. It was a whole <laughs> other thing. Um, did you talk shit? Were you a trash talker at all? No, no, no. no. Um, I, I found when I did that, that would take me out of my game. Interesting. But... I enjoyed it when somebody else would talk to me. You did? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It would fuel you or what? Oh, yeah. Like, it gave me... Like, that's all I needed. Like, I, like I'd like i want you to... What kind of what kind of trash would get talked to you? Well, especially, like, you ain't shit. Yeah. All yeah. nothing. Yeah. You know, that, yeah. that's the normal you ain't shit. That, that's probably yeah. the big... You're, you're, a, you're, you're a bitch. You ain't you making ain't the shit. Pro Bowl today, Tony! <laughs> like, like, like that. that. Yeah. And, and uh, I was just like, okay. Okay. Yeah. And my, my biggest comeback was always... Um, especially when... Because when you go to the pro bowl you're playing against the best of the best yeah and uh it's so like someone like cam chan me and him aren't going to talk shit to each other right normally it's not going to happen because we have that mutual respect for each other yeah it's always the shit talking always comes from the guy that doesn't like i don't even know who you are right and i would tell him that on the field 
Yes, that I love. <laughs> That's the way I would talk shit. That's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, it's like, yeah. I, I don't There's even know. There's that great clip of, uh, what is his name? Aaron, what was the running back for the Texans he, uh, a few years back? Arian Foster? Arian Foster. Where it's like, there's a clip that rotate that was like kind of viral where someone was like, yeah, yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. He was like, he was turn around. What's your name again? Turn around. Let me see. I don't even know who you are, man. Yeah. Like, yeah. It was all about like, I don't, you know, my name. I don't know your name. Yeah. So I love that shit. <laughs> I always said that I would pay if the NFL was like, Hey, there's a package where you can pay a thousand dollars. And this season you can have the field mic pumped into the broadcast i'd oh. be like how's 2000 sound because yeah. that's what i want to hear yeah i would love to hear that i could. it bums me out when they when it's all bleeped and you i'm like oh no i want to hear the real shit talking oh you would love it yeah i want i want the locker room like this turkish uh uh was it soccer coach have you seen like i when you get when you leave that there's less rules you know like this is the kind of stuff i want to see on an nfl broadcast all right halftime let's go what's going on coach what the? <laughs> Shut up. Yeah. That can't be real. That's real. There's no way that's real. That's real. That's a, Tur that's a Turkish soccer coach who was like, you guys are fucking embarrassing. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. Ah, It's awesome, right? I wish. I wish. You ever seen Year of the Bull? No. You've never seen that documentary? No. -uh. Dude, you got to watch Year of the Bull. Year of the Bull follows Miami Northwestern High School's football team for a season. And it's it, this is in the early 2000s. Miami Northwestern has produced, I mean, think about this. This is when the movie came out, which is at least 10 years ago. Uh, something like 20 NFL players. Mm -hmm. I mean, like for one high school. And then like countless, you know, D1 players. And it's like, it's in Liberty City, which is a rough part of Miami. And the coaches are the most aggressive. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, that shit right there times 10. Slapping people? I've never dude. seen anything like that. Oh. That's amazing. Dude, the opening what the scene. Fuck? What's wrong with that guy? The, op <laughs> the opening <laughs> scene to Year of the Bull is it's halftime. And I think at the state championship game and they're in the locker room. And this dude, it, they have helmets on, but is he has a glove on, and he's just like smash, like smashing dudes' heads in, and he just says, "Why is the defense not working?" That's it, like fifty times. <laughs> Why is the defense not work? Why? Why? Like to every dude's head, everyone's like, "Fuck, man!" <laughs> like they're, they're in high, not like, "Hey, let's let's switch to fucking man coverage." Oh just, man, just why is this not working? I mean, it's wild, dude. Oh, oh yeah. man, are you seeing Coach Snoop? Coach yes. Snoopy's like, I, like, when they kicked the guy off the plane. <laughs> I don't know if I saw that. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. They kicked him out because he was because he was talking to the kids he wrong. Was right? talking shit, and they kicked him out. He's like, he's passionate, man. You know, he's passionate. About it. Like, dude, you got kicked off the flight. <laughs> yeah, well, it was a little half dead. I think that was his name. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, talking. Oh, that you would think that doesn't exist anymore. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's intense. I'm out of touch. It's I'm out intense. of touch. All right, now we're going to play Rate Those Tits. We're going to show you like 10. No, I'm just I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Where's my manager? She's going to freak out. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, you got to run though, right? You said you got to run. So. Yeah, we said how much time do I got? Yeah, I got to go. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Um, first of all, I really appreciate you coming by. Thank you very much for this. Um, uh, it's, it's, fun. You're a fun, it's fun to talk to you, man. I wish I could, I could talk to you for a long time. Congratulations on all your success. Amazing, obviously, playing career and broadcasting. Excited to see what you do next. So thanks, thank, thanks for coming by, man. Thanks for having me. Appreciate Absolutely. it.
So that was it. Uh, I had a really good time talking to Tony. Let me know if you guys enjoyed this. You know, leave a, a comment. Um, tell me if you, maybe people you want to see more of a one-on-one -on -one conversation with. Um, hope we can do it a lot more. And uh, yeah, we'll see you soon. Good rising. Hi, babe. On this great Saturday. Hi, babe. Great, great, great Saturday. I've been looking at your picture so long, babe. Picture so long, babe. And they mag and they and they mag and they and they magnify my eyes, babe. Turn it, turn it, turn it. I turn into a telescope when I see your pain. When I see your pain. When I see your pain. Turn into a telescope when I see your pain. You feel so good to me, babe. That when I meet you, you thought of me. I want you to melt me like hot chocolate candy do. And I will hot bro, but we cool. You melt me every day, day. You feel so good to me, babe, day. Hi, babe, day, You feel so good to me, babe, day, day. Help me every day, day. You feel so good to me, feel so good to me, babe, 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 Turn into a telescope when I see your pain. You melt me every day, turn it day, turn it day, turn into a telescope when I see your pain. Help me every day, turn it day, turn it day, turn into a telescope when I see your pain. Help me every day, day. Turn into a telescope when I see your face. Turn it, turn it, turn it, turn into a telescope when I see your face. Help me every day. Turn it, turn it, turn into a telescope when I see your face. Help me every day. Turn it, turn it, turn into a telescope when I see your face. Help me every day. Good rising. Hi, babe. On this great Saturday. Hi, babe. Great, great Hi, thank you for watching that episode of Your Mom's House. I really appreciate it. If you want to see more, you can click on any of these videos in this general area. And also, if you haven't subscribed, please do. 